0: It is the return of the Empire Podcast. I am Jay Mars. Joined as always by the purtiest man covering the team along Media Row. He is the Jimmy Garoppolo Guru, San Francisco 49ers beat writer, insider, overall expert for Sactown Sports. Emil Fergoso. So what's up, dude? What's up, Jay? Thank you, and I thank you for the compliment. You're the welcome. Prettiest? The purtiest one. I know all that
1: now. The purtiest one. I got Matt Mayoko,
0: Cam Inman that I beat with. You're the new young upcoming kid. That's, you got the fair. energy, that's you know, fair. the charisma. Listen, these guys have been doing it a long time and you know they're great at what they do, but come on. There's gotta be another generation of Niners writers coming up at some yeah. point, right? I don't know what to say. I'm cute. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh speaking of cute, no way to transition to it. Well, not a cute injury last week. No. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo, middle of the first quarter, goes down with a foot injury, carted off the field. I jinxed him, and I'm sorry. I just have to bring yeah. that up last week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I felt the need to bring it up last week before the game. Like, yeah. you know, this Jimmy Garoppolo guy has a tendency to get hurt, and there it was. So, it's on me, yeah. Niner Nation. I am sorry, but our savior is gone. <laughs> but. <laughs> savior. But look down the sidelines. There he is. Yep. Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. Brock Purdy comes into the game. First of all, uh, take us through kind of what it was like in the stadium when Jimmy went down and then when Brock Purdy got onto the field. You remember what happened with Trey Lance week yeah. two?
1: Same kind of vibe. The, a pin could drop. Now, it was a bit different because Jimmy actually walked off the field with the broken foot, which, incredible, uh, walked off the field and went into the medical tent. So we weren't really sure what was going on. It was, again, take a third down sack, fourth down, they, they, got, they got a kick, right? Transitioned over and down, transitioned over to offensive defense. But when he came, we, we kind of realized right away when he went to the medical tent, oh, that's not good. And then right. we saw the cart kind of roll through, and I was like, oh, man. At first, you thought it was an ankle injury. Sure. Because just the way it kind of is. And it, it also happens. suffered him before. Yes. He, <laughs> has, he has a history of lower body injuries. That is very, very true. And just kind of the, the reaction from his face watching him get on the cart and then get drive off, it was like, this is not good. And that was kind of it. It was, it was silent as a pin drop. Mm-hmm. Niners didn't know what to do. They're in this high-profile game against the Dolphins. Dan Marino's here. Jerry Rice is here. Frank Gore's in the house. There's a lot of celebrities. Niners celebrities, football celebrities, in the house right now for this game. And what happens? Brock Purdy comes on. <laughs> and does what Brock Purdy
0: does. (laughs) So you've been ranting and raving, and I'll give you credit, since training camp. You're like, look out for Brock Purdy. Look out for Brock Purdy. Hey, you know who looks really good in training camp because everyone's talking about how bad Trey Lance looks. Brock Purdy looks really good. So you've been been on the Brock Purdy train here for a while.
1: Yeah, I have. (laughs) I kind of saw it in the first preseason game against the Packers when he threw that touchdown. There was just such a... Not only did he carry himself in a certain way, more so than any other rookie quarterback I've ever seen. There's just a real swagger and confidence about him. Mm -hmm. It's the way the team reacted to that touchdown. I mean, Fred Warner come on the field, high-fiving him. Trey Lance getting the game ball for him afterwards. This team loves BP. They love him, which is incredible. Even Fred told me personally, I asked him, Fred, after that game, what what is it about Brock Purdy? He goes, man, I'm 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 a Brock Purdy guy. Said it again after the game this week, after the Miami game. This guy, just there's something about him.
0: Trent Williams mentioned it too. And I think what really stood out in uh, Trent Williams' comments I saw earlier in the week was like Brock Purdy kind of has this, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, mm-hmm. a swag where he's out there, he's on the field, he's getting on guys yep. like he's Peyton freaking Manning. Yep. Like if guys are missing assignments, blown coverage, like he's letting you know you're messing up. And from a guy that was the last pick in the NFL draft. Yo, that's some serious confidence you have if you're going up to someone, and I don't know if you went up to Trent personally, but letting a guy like Trent Williams, who is arguably, you you could make the argument, the best football player in the NFL overall, sure, and letting him know, hey, dude, you messed up there. That takes some stones, man.
1: (laughs) They all said it. I mean, Devo said it takes nuts to call the timeout without Kyle calling a timeout. Rookies don't do that. It takes some stones to call out players. It takes some stones to admit (laughs) they're wrong. This guy just has confidence in himself and ability and belief in himself to go out and perform at the highest level. He's a perfectionist, at least to, according to him. He wants right. to be perfect.
0: And he threw he threw the interception, obviously, which not entirely shocking. But the two touchdowns, he looked really good yeah. on both of those drives. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, he's going into this game on Sunday. What a debut as a starter yeah. to go in and... And your first opponent, you're looking across the field, is Tom freaking Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Tom freaking no, hey, Brady. No big deal, man. No. No big deal at all. No. But, you you know, so he looked good in the Miami matchup. Obviously, Brock Purdy has been the talk of the town for the last week. Yeah. We just kind of went over how, you know, his teammates react to him, how, you know, the media is taking, it seems like a very much a quick liking to him. And this kid is sharp in his answers, too. Yeah. Like, this is not your run-of-the-mill rookie you have you're throwing out there. I'm not here to say he's a better option than Jimmy Garoppolo because we it is way too soon to make yeah. any sort of proclamations about that. But moving forward, do you feel like he's at least an adequate backup, more a guy su- that can come in and get the job done? More than adequate, I think. I, so you don't I, think, like, Super Bowl chances are shot right now if Brock Purdy's it for the remainder of the year?
1: I don't think they're shot. I, I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl. Sure, of course. There are, there are more talented quarterbacks, I think, when it comes down to it, can get the job done, Patrick Mahomes, per se. Um, but... In terms of just doing a Jimmy garoppolo S style of offense, Brock mm-hmm. can do that.
0: Yeah, and Kyle mentioned, um, too, that it was a lot easier with Jimmy going down to transition yeah. the offense more towards Brock because, again, I, I don't like to say they're similar quarterbacks, but they play a game that, you know, again, doesn't require the offense to change a whole lot, whereas you go to Trey Lance, it's a completely different quarterback back yeah. there in a completely different system. So I think that's a built-in advantage for the 49ers, but... There's also no tape on Brock Purdy outside of college and, you know, the few snaps he's gotten in the NFL so far. How do you see that progressing? Do you see once teams get tape on him? Because, again, he looked really good against Miami, but you, I guess you can't expect that output, on, output excuse me, on a weekly basis right now.
1: I I wouldn't say that. And then the Bucks are also have a very good defense. They're top, they're top five in the NFL. Yeah. Um, especially after getting after the quarterback. They're very, very good with Vita Vea and all of them. But... Purdy can do good things, and I was talking about this yesterday on on, on social. A media. a quick release. That was the yeah. first thing that shocked me. Yeah. Was release. his his release that throw to Kittle especially because mm-hmm. he, he talked about it. it. It wasn't a hot route. It wasn't anything like that. They 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 knew that if this guy's coming off the edge, the Kittle is going to be open on this route. They knew to go to Kittle right away, and Purdy knew that himself. So he trusted the Kittle was going to be there, and then just threw it. And and having that timing, especially considering. I don't know if you saw some of the quotes I had. Yeah. They've had four reps mm-hmm. with Brock Purdy before week 13. That's insane. Four.
0: But I also read that he basically stays after practice yes. every time, hmm. gets with the coaching staff, and basically runs the exact same stuff that Jimmy ran yeah. during practice. It's like hmm. he was preparing him. And you read about this, and I think it was Sean Salisbury who was on with us on the Carmichael Dave show this past Tuesday, yeah. talking about some backups. They don't ever expect to get in the game, especially at the third string level, so they don't really prep like that. But it was very evident Brock Purdy felt like he might have his number called at some point this season. He was prepping like this was going to eventually be a thing. Look, Brock was going to be the number two quarterback
1: if Jimmy didn't come back. It wasn't Nate Sudfeld. Right. It was going to be Brock Purdy backing up Trey Lance. That's how confident the Niners were in his ability and his poise to control a pocket and command offense. So that's the that's that's the reason.
0: Isn't it amazing a guy like that falls that far in the draft? And you know we've seen this before: undrafted quarterbacks coming out and doing great things. But what is it about him that we're seeing all this great stuff with the Niners? Why do you think he got passed on though in the draft?
1: He's only six foot one. Yeah, it, he's not super tall. He can it's hard to see over the trees. And then you know he played at Iowa State, a, a good Big 10, Twelve school, but nothing to like write home about. Even though he is the record holder for like forty different records or something crazy like that. um again just hearing reactions from other people around the league they were shocked that he fell that far in the
0: draft yeah they thought he would go higher fifth round fourth round who knows see to me that makes more sense it's like yeah. man I feel like he's getting the mystery irrelevant title but it's not fair almost like granted that's yeah. where he went but this guy you've already seen in just you know three and a half quarters of football yeah. is a Capable backup at the very least in the league so far. <laughs> yeah, he's at least capable. And we we were talking to him about the
1: Mr. Relevant title yesterday, and just you know, he's like, Yeah, it's cool, you can poke fun at all games like that. But my mindset is that I didn't care what slot, what round, what pick, right? I wanted to go in and prove to myself that I can perform at the highest level in the NFL. That's where he's at. It's not about the outside noise. It's about him and being locked in for him.
0: He's got a lot of weapons on offense to use, but he also has the best defense in the NFL that has his back. Nick Bosa is just been <laughs> electric, playing at all-time high. I know he didn't practice earlier in the week, but it doesn't seem like that's going to hold him out no. of Sunday's game.
1: No, it's it's the same Debo situations last week. He had a, he had a quad injury Debo. did. Nick Bosa has what they're calling... Hamstring irritation. irritation. This Out. is just going to be a new thing, apparently. This is a new term <laughs> th- this year for the Niners. don't know what it is, but irritation of the hamstring.
0: And I think it was D'Amico saying this week, basically, like, who who else? And this is a good—and he asked this of reporters, and I think it's an extremely fair question. Is there anybody even in Nick Bosa's league right now for the Defensive Player of the Year? Micah Parsons, maybe Matthew Judon, you know, th- those guys. All having great seasons, but the way Nick Bosa has played this season— yeah. I, don't I I don't agree with that. <laughs> I can't I can't find anyone else that deserves first place votes over him. I I agree. And again, Micah Parsons is amazing. Yeah, not, there's no shade at anybody else. It's just Nick Bosa's on another level this year. Especially considering
1: he's missed one game.
0: He's missed one game. One he's held game. every damn play. Yeah. Could you imagine? And this is where we get this is fun fan stuff. If they didn't, if if holds were called, sure. And as a defense, you just realize like, okay, if I hold Bosa, a lot of times they're gonna throw a flag on me. Yeah. These sacks does he have? 14 and a half. No, I mean if that's the
1: case. Oh, if, how many sacks he have if, he's, if he can't oh, be held. If like 22, that, he already has the record I, okay, probably. You, I
0: was going to say, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say 22 and a half. Yeah, he has the record. That's amazing. This guy has 14 and a half sacks, and that is basically... I hate doing the, it's Nick Bosa versus the referees and the offensive line. But it's kind of it really, Nick Bosa versus, versus the, the referees, referees and the, the offensive line.
1: line. <laughs> it is. Now, every single play, Nick Bosa is pretty much held on because Nick Bosa is that good. If you don't yeah. double team him, good luck to you guys. Good luck. How would you think Eric
0: Armstead looked last week in his first game back? Again,
1: fantastic. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. Fantastic. He's not the player that's going to that's gonna be a stat stuffer. That's never been Eric Armstead's thing. No, that's thing. just not what he does. But his impact on the field, and D'Amico even said it yesterday, was sudden. Having him there, because they were rotating him in and out, trying to work him back in, into the defense. You know, he's coming off serious foot and ankle injuries. that's kept him out most of the year. Just kind of working him in and out. He missed some series, came in for one. It was clear when he was not on the field, the Niners' defensive line struggled to penetrate. But when he was on the field, oh boy, was he a problem. Creating holes for Nick Bosa to run through, especially on that one right. play, pulling two uh, interior offensive linemen so Bosa could loop around and go th- up the middle.
0: That wasn't happening without Eric Armstead there. No, and we're kind of jumping ahead to uh, the matchup Sunday with Tampa. But Tampa does not have one of the better lines in the league. (laughs) I think if, you know, you get Eric in there for a consistent, I I think they might feast on Tom Brady this weekend.
1: It's going to be a real problem, especially considering (laughs) Tristan Wirfs looks like he is out this week. Donovan Smith is uh, in an advanced age, I'll just say that. (laughs) He's not, not the same player. Their best lineman is is Shaq Mason. He might have
0: peaked in his his football career. Yeah, I think he's peaked
1: at at age like 35. I think he's He's peaked. He's pretty good, actually, though. I like Donovan Smith. He's
0: a a nice guy, a solid left tackle. He he can't handle Nick Bosa. No, that's just not going to be a thing. And, like, if, again, Armstead is in there on a consistent basis this week. I, I don't know. We were having this debate this morning. Who do you see having more touchdown throws on Sunday, Tom Brady or Brock Purdy? And I think it's a legitimate question. Touchdown throws? Yeah. Ooh, it's tough, right? Like, yeah. you know, in any normal scenario, it's like, dude, Tom Brady versus a guy who started out as a third string quarterback in week one, like Tom Brady should, you know, win this handily. But when you consider the defense, the offensive line problems, we know with Tampa, just the offense in general, their struggles. This yeah. Year. And then, you know, Brock Purdy, again, having weapons around him, you know, he's going to get pressured. They're going to, yeah. they're going to bring the house to yeah. try to rattle him. But again, he has guys that he can just dump the ball off to and let them work. I'm going to say Brock Purdy yeah. has more touchdown throws than Tom Brady this weekend. I
1: could see. I could see Brock having two and Tom having one. Yeah. I could easily see it going Maybe going even way.
0: three and two if, you Maybe? know, they're feeling really good. If Purdy can move the ball that well, then yeah, sure. Man, and you know, this would be the first time a guy starts, I believe, what is the stat? The first time, any time a guy has started his first game against Tom Brady, he's lost. Yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom Brady's 6-0 Tom those Brady's games. beat
1: every single rookie quarterback
0: he's ever seen. Yes. Made.
1: It's Every single cr- one. crazy stat.
0: Dude, what a notch on the belt for Brock Purdy this weekend if they can get that victory. Oh my
1: gosh, if they beat Tom Brady with Brock Purdy, that might be one of Tom's worst losses of as- his career. Especially
0: because you start to hear again, and I, I don't really buy these rumblings of the Niners potentially being interested in Brady next season. I still think this is Trey Lance's team come next year. But, oh, I'm not reporting anything, so I don't want to go with it, so. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> either way, I just, man, that would be an interesting scenario if that's the case. Yeah. But I, I still don't think Tom will be here next year.
1: Uh, I think it's between the, the Niners and the Patriots. Really? You
0: could see him back with Belichick? Yeah. I got. I think the Niners are more realistic
1: at this point. No, I don't think he stays in Tampa. I think he goes home. And I think that's either... And by like, that, you're it, saying
0: there's no chance of retirement. Where do you start retirement?
1: He's not? No, He he can't retire now.
0: Well, he can. He, I mean, he can. He already <laughs> he can. has. I'll say he's done it once. He already has. Tom Dolphin is Sticks a very prideful
1: it. man. I agree, And especially because of this season, how bad it's gone. Even through the halfway point, and they're what a f- six and six, mm-hmm. they're in the middle of the pack. You would look at that record and go, they're not terrible. This team is bad. Yeah, this team not very. This good. team is bad. Tom has pulled games out of their behinds multiple times, and he's had a lot of question marks
0: considering his family life and off the field issues. I'm I think that's played right a lot into his play this year yeah. outside of the other issues. I think the organization has a ton of issues. Yeah. Obviously, the way the Bruce Arians' replacement with Tom oh, Balls man. went down was just weird. The the Bruce Arians is still on the staff. the staff. weird. Weirdly the weird. whole thing's weird, yeah. I just, I just think that Tom knows he
1: needs to win one more to confirm his status again. Well, I wouldn't go back to New England if that's what I'm trying to do. Really? Then. I would. Come on. New England's a good spot. And it's not better than San Francisco. They're young, and they got a good defense, and they got at least some kind of playmakers, and some people
0: will come over. God, if he went to the 49ers, I know that year they won the Super Bowl in Tampa. He had playmakers, man, but this is at the very least the equivalent to it. It's the equivalent. It's the same exact thing. And you got an even better defense behind you?
1: Go home and be a hero. Go
0: home and be a hero. God, how do you sell that to Trey Lance? I mean, I know what the
1: sell is, but... You want to learn a year behind Tom Brady? It's that simple. You want, you want to learn from Tom Brady. It's that simple. Even if even in Tom's advanced age at 45 years old. I did old, not expect this to break out in this conversation. It's, it's going to happen are. now, yeah. I was talking with other people. That's why I've, I've been running You're fired this. up about this. Oh, I am. I am. Because everyone's like, he's going to go to the Patriots. I'm like...
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't think the Patriots I, are a great destination.
1: I, I just think <laughs> he knows that they can win. He knows because it's happened before.
0: Yeah, but let's remember his last year there yeah. and how horrible of weapons he had around him and how pedestrian that offense was because of it. I got news for you. It's not like they got a bunch of, you know, studs on offense either.
1: No, but they have at least I agree with Mac Jones,
0: throw the effing ball, but it's not like he has a ton of guys to throw the ball to.
1: They got Ramondre Stevenson, Uh they got Damian Harris, they got Jacoby Myers, they got Devontae Parker. They at least have competent players. Yeah, they
0: have competent players, but Tom Brady at 46 with competent players. Granted, the, the Patriots will be a lot better with him. I, I agree with yeah. that. But I don't think that's a title contender at this point. I, Tom Brady makes everyone a title contender. It's Tom Brady. Sure. But again, when you look at that compared to San Francisco, if the two options are there, to me, San, Francisco's the easiest San Francisco choice. might be. It, it should be. Yeah. You know, and who knows what the Belichick-Brady relationship is at this point or whether they're reeling the men fences. Give it one more go. Who knows? So
1: here's, and this is a little bit of reporting has been done here from Peter Schrager, NFL Network. Tom Brady did a really uncharacteristic thing this year. In the middle of a a game week, he left on a Friday to attend whose birthday? Robert Kraft's. Out of his way, flew Mm -hmm. on a game week on a Friday night to go attend Robert Kraft's birthday. He loves Robert Kraft. One of the best relationships he's had in this league and has had over his adult life has been with Robert Kraft. He loves the Patriots. He loves Robert Kraft. It's not Bill Belichick and him and his differences. They, they mesh together and they've created some beautiful magic, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's the Robert Kraft factor. Why would he go do that? And there's a little breadcrumbs being sprinkled around.
0: Why would he go do that? Why would he? Correct me. Was Belichick at that party? I don't think so. I don't think he was either. No. I Because I, I want to say that was the thing that stuck out to me most when that had dropped that yeah. Brady had went to Kraft's party. It's like, oh, Bill Belichick wasn't there. I'm like, that's strange. Because Bill's repairing for a week. Yeah, I get it. But also, you've been Robert Kraft's head coach for how long now? Longer than I've been alive. I, feel I mean, like. dude, you can't make a 10 minute, hey, Rob, here's an old fashioned, let's have, tie one off and I got to go. That's, not, That's, bill. That's not Bill, though. It's not. But I mean, at some point, you have to have a level of respect for ownership. You know, again, for a guy you've been playing for that long, True. I don't know. So is it a game week or is it Tom there or is it both? I don't know. Who knows? What I'm just saying is that from Tom's point of view,
1: and Robert's the owner; it's his call at the end of the day. Sure, they would love to have Tom back.
0: Oh yeah, no, we gonna take him back with a heartbeat. I just think, ask Nick. <laughs> I think Bill Belichick is at the point now where he has had you know three almost three full seasons now without Tom. I don't care what differences they have. You know damn well he's gonna be better than Cam Newton, Simeon. He's gonna be better than Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean Bailey Zappy. Yeah. But again, if I'm the Niners, or if I'm excuse me, I'm Brady. It's, it's the Niners. If I want one more title, end it on my hometown team. Yeah. Like that's the way to do
1: it. Last last thing on on this. Tell me before we switch over. The reason why I don't want to say it's a going to happen. Well, be on lookout for this thing is because of what he said yesterday talk, when talking about the Niners. He corrected a reporter because the reporter was like, "Well, you grew up a Niners fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think?" And he goes, "I'm not a Niners fan anymore. Let's get that kind of those those days are long gone." Sure. There's a little bit of saltiness from Brady from being passed over. Two
0: years was that two or three years
1: ago? That was part of it as well. But being, okay, oh, you mean in the draft? In the draft? Okay.
0: There's saltiness. For him and Aaron Rodgers got something in common, he,
1: don't they? Because he 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 goes, I love them in college. I love them as a kid, and then I got passed over six times, and that kind of changed some things. Mm-hmm. That's how it went. Brady is got a little bit of an edge to him. Does he want to go and join forces with the team that kind of passed over him that he grew up loving? Or is he want to stick it to him one more time?
0: And, you know, I like to say that for the storybook ending side of it. But let's just be honest. You know, even if it's a great situation in a hometown team that you either grew up liking or still have some sort of affinity for, we just saw it in baseball this week. You know, the Giants were the hometown team of Aaron Judge. And I think they were going to offer him the most money. And he still turned them down to go back to New York Uh, for more, for less money. New York. Up their offer by like 70%. They upped it, but all reports indicate the Giants would have gone higher. And I think they would have. I think the Giants would have probably took that close to 400. But, again, we're getting in the weeds there. Yeah. Point is, listen, people will spurn childhood homes yes. for professional reasons. Correct. <laughs>
1: yes, that's that's what I'm saying. And we'll, we'll see what happens with Brady. It'll be a really interesting offseason. I, I do think anything is possible. Right. And I think Kyle and John Lynch and all of them, they are looking into this and be like, hey, we don't want a Super Bowl this year. Can still keep most of his defense intact. Yeah. And we can sign Brady on a Garoppolo-style deal, like mm-hmm. this year, very incentive-laden. Yep. That way, if you do well, you get paid. If you don't, you, you don't. And Brady would take it,
0: because Brady has that ego. And you have to hope that you knock out two birds with one stone there. One, Tom gets you a title, and two, Trey Lance picks up some key things, yep. and is then... Your quarterback of the future. I don't Correct. know. That's going to be an interesting offseason thing. But it is the regular season still. Yes. There are five more weeks left in the NFL football. The NFC West is not a lock for the San Francisco 49ers no. by any stretch. Nope. How do you see it turning out this weekend, though, with Tampa?
1: I have the game going 2017 for the 49ers.
0: I have it going 21-20 to 20 for the
1: 49ers. Ooh, this is like going to be a close game. It's going to be a fun one on Sunday. And I think Brady has some late heroic stuff. I think the Niners do kind of hold him out for a lot of the game. And then Brady comes on late in the second half, like he has been. Yep. Um, but ultimately falls short. <laughs> ultimately falls short because this Niners defense is just so good, and I think that eventually they, they get they get to him because Brady's mobility has an issue; he can't really move wow. around that much in the pocket. Guess who can? Nick Bosa. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Emil, where can people find you? Um, always and especially this weekend covering the game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be at the game, so. I'll be up in the press box Say hi. Like that. Say from hi to me. Stands.
0: If you see me say hi. Bring in Emil Fergoso sign. Yep. And we will get it on the Sacktown Sports LGBT. Absolutely. Page.
1: You do that, I I will I'll be thrilled. I've never had a sign for me. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Um <laughs> follow me at Emiliano Fergoso on my Twitter, as well as at Sacktown Sports on our Twitter for all things 49 Niners and NFL. As well as I just dropped a piece on Tom Brady and Hims and his own his second homecoming ever to San Francisco and how wow. and how he grew up in San Mateo, twenty-five miles away from the stadium. And everything like that but in with the Niners. So yeah, check that out on the site at
0: sactownsports.com. There you have it Niners fans, enjoy the game this weekend. A meal you enjoyed as well. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one y'all.